Welcome to the Week 10 edition of the Waiver Wire Show of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, I, of course, am Kent Wyrock. I am coming to you solo this morning. This is uncharted territory for me uh, as a podcast producer, so hopefully I can uh, do my best here, bring you some good Waiver Wire insights, get those guys, scoop them up, going into the playoffs. I mean, seriously, there's only three weeks left of regular fantasy football season, so we got to go out and get those guys that are looking to produce late in the year, you know, what they did before now. You got to kind of put that behind you and focus on the matchups going forward and what's going on now and who's injured and all that. So with that being said, let's jump into it. Up first at the quarterback position, I think there's a couple of intriguing candidates. The, the most intriguing to me is Lamar Jackson, rookie over for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, Joe Flacco has been supposedly dealing with an injury. He's been seen on crutches over the bye week. He had a hip injury, according to head coach John Harbaugh. So, reportedly, it's a toss-up between RG3 and Lamar Jackson to start. But, frankly, I think if they're starting anyone other than Joe Flacco, it's going to be Lamar Jackson. They might roll out some of their little two quarterback sneak plays that they've been trying to use uh, with Lamar Jackson and Joe Flacco and just kind of substitute RG3, but I don't know how often that'll even happen. Uh, Lamar Jackson strikes me as an intriguing fantasy candidate, kind of similar to how Deshaun Watson was viewed last year. Uh, I think he has potential for that upside, and Joe Flacco has just been one of the statistically the one of the worst deep passers this year. And I think you can tell by looking at John Brown's stat line that that's uh, pretty accurate. So as a, as a, as of someone to play in the quarterback slot, I think that Lamar Jackson represents that upside as well. Now, of course, in a, in like a normal 10 or 12 team league, you're probably not going to be starting him, but uh, he's someone to keep an eye on. Maybe even stash him. I don't normally t- uh, tell people to stash an extra quarterback, uh, in in one quarterback leagues just because of the upside of the running back and wide receiver positions. But I think in this case that Lamar Jackson does have the upside that you're looking for. So he might be worth a uh, bench stash if you don't have anyone else that's really demanding it. So uh, I'd, I'd probably only bid, you know, a buck to get him if I have that extra st- spot or if uh, you have a quarterback on by like maybe Tom Brady or Baker Mayfield, then uh, yeah, sure, maybe he's worth a shot uh, if you want to just keep those two good guys on your bench and play Jackson for a week. He is against Cincinnati, so it's a decent matchup, but still only worth probably a dollar or so. Let's move on and talk about Marcus Mariota. He's been improving lately. I think the entire Titans team as a whole has been improving, and that's kind of been showing through Mariota's stat lines. He's put together back-to-back 20-plus point outings in terms of fantasy output and he's playing against Indianapolis this week who's you know struggled a little bit against the uh, passing attack so Marcus Mariota also finding his legs a little bit he's been rushing more often recently uh, as we expected him to entering the season so I think he's someone that you could pick up and play similarly to Lamar Jackson I think that he's probably good for uh, playing in plus matchups going forward I, I wouldn't I wouldn't try and start him against uh, a tougher passing defense or someone who's strong against the quarterback, like say like a Bills or Cardinals or Seahawks. We're not we're not going to play him there, but uh, certainly he he could be played against Indy next week. So uh, let's let's keep an eye on Marcus going forward, and uh, he's he's another good streaming option. And, and my last streaming option is a guy who I think is in for a huge week this week, Dak Prescott. He's uh, still only thirty six percent owned. 
considering he was treated as a quarterback one entering the year this year in terms of fantasy, uh, I think a lot of people were looking for a next step from him, and he never really did that. Now, he's been dealing with some kind of weak passing options, in my opinion. I think rookie Michael Gallup's been fine. He's just a rookie and still learning. Alan Hearns has been wildly unimpressing, uh, and beyond that, it, it hasn't been very good. So, yeah, I think that uh, what injecting Amari Cooper into this offense has given Dak some new life. He he was fine last week. He threw for 270 and a touchdown, and then he also had a rushing touchdown. And now this week, he gets to play the Falcons. And yes, the Falcons are going to have Deion Jones returning, uh, one of their key pieces on that defense, but... I don't think that's enough. I think their secondary is still super weak and uh, suspect enough to the point where Dak can exploit it, and I think that his running game should be there. He has a chance at a rushing touchdown almost any game, so I think that Dak could have a good week this week and certainly a good option to fill in if uh, if you do have Brady or someone of that nature. So let's move on to the running backs. I think probably the most notable running back on the docket this week is certainly Rashad Penny. Uh, he rushed 12 times for 108 yards and a touchdown. He outsnapped and outproduced Mike Davis. Chris Carson, of course, was inactive due to that hip injury, which has been nagging him for a while now. So you're looking at who's going to be the better back between Penny and Davis going forward, probably, if, if this is something that Chris Carson just can't shake. You're going to need to pick one of these two guys, and uh, I, th I think it's Rashad Penny. I think they're going to put him to the use that they expected out of a first-round running back, and his schedule is decent to good going out of the year, too. I mean, he gets Green Bay this week, so that's an okay matchup. Carolina next week, but then uh, from 13 to 16, you got San Francisco, Minnesota in the first week of the playoffs, which isn't good. Uh, and then San Francisco again, and Kansas City, the worst team in football against the running back position in fantasy. So that would be an awesome Week 16 championship week matchup if, if you can stick it out for that. He's probably you know, like your third option anyway, or, or, or even beyond that. Uh, definitely deep on your bench at this point. But uh, So luckily, you won't have to rely on him on like the Minnesota weeks uh, in order to get to that Week 16 matchup. So Rashad Penny, I'd probably spend upwards of 5% or $5, depending on how you look at it, uh, going forward here. I, I think he's worth starting in some of these matchups if you're desperate for a flex. There's some bye weeks. Uh, you're missing out on running backs. So, yeah, he's he's you got to go get him. They're going to get him to use sometime. I think it's going to happen this year, and so uh, I'm excited for that. But uh, real quick, let's touch on Elijah McGuire again. He's he's still just 18% owned, and he did pretty much similarly to last week. He had uh, 30 yards on the ground, six targets, three receptions for 27 yards receiving. Um, this is going to be kind of his role, and I think he's better than is Isaiah Crowell, and that's pretty obvious to me in terms of when you watch the two play. And uh, beyond those couple of weeks that Crow exploded, he, he's been pretty bad. Uh, the entire season, and I think those two big games or three big games really uh, kind of inflate his perceived fantasy value, and I think that Elijah McGuire is a guy who has future fantasy value, so uh, I'm looking at McGuire. I think he's worth a pickup in PPR leagues. Worth a start, even so, uh, going forward, he's in some good spots, so uh, just a reminder, we kind of talked about him last week, but go get Elijah McGuire. I think he's worth 
stashing and playing going forward in PPR. Let's talk again real quick about Josh Adams. Look, he's the best running back on the Philadelphia roster right now, but that doesn't mean anything. They are splitting snaps and touches almost exactly to a third apiece between him, Corey Clement, and Wendell Smallwood. It's You can't trust any of them, and so I, I'm not going to talk about either of the other two as well. I don't I don't even want to roster them because it's just going to be so annoying to try and pick the right week to start any of them. And he, he could be a guy that you throw in and he gets seven touches and he only gets nine yards or something on a particular matchup. It, I, that's going to ruin your week. And you only have three more regular season weeks and three fantasy playoff weeks. So do you really have a spot in there that you trust him? And looking at his schedule, it's just not that good. I mean, any any running back in the Eagles has a bad matchup going forward. So I, I'm out, honestly. I don't even want to pick him up. I'll, if someone else wants to spend money on him, go for it. He's not for me. Uh, let's talk real quick about Derrick Henry, who uh, finally had himself a game. I mean, it was only 11 rushes, but he got uh, 58 yards to the ground and two touchdowns. It was a huge day if you happen to start him. Uh, yeah, I... I'd be surprised at this point if you have started him because he's been kind of wishy-washy all year, uh, getting around that 50-yard mark or so, and that's and that's really been it unless you get the touchdown. So he's he's touchdown dependent, and uh, he's he's less than 50% owned in Yahoo leagues. He's only at 48 right now. So, but I man, I, yeah, I guess he's worth a spot, but they've been just featuring Dion Lewis mostly. It seems to me. So uh, I don't think that really. There's a there's enough of a role here for Derrick Henry. That 11 rush mark is it's okay, but it's not great. And I know I've kind of touted like Frank Gore for getting double digit carries, but are we gonna trust this Titans offense to continue what they're doing? I know I talked about Mariota earlier. I said he looked pretty good. I think he's where spot starts, but I still don't have super big faith in him as an every week kind of starter. And that's and that's due to the offense here in Tennessee. And I'm still not convinced. So uh, I know a lot of people are expecting them to turn it around. They got a you know a new head coach. He's kind of working his way in and figuring things out. But uh, I'm gonna wait until I can truly see it. And uh, you know I'll, I'll I'll pay a couple bucks. I think Betts here has on the dock that he'd pay up to five percent to get him on his bench. But it, I'm a little lower than that. So just letting you know. But Deion Lewis appears to be the feature back in Tennessee still. And last for the running backs, I think Gio Bernard is someone you should keep an eye on. I've, I've already picked him up in a couple of leagues. I think he has some pass-catching ability that uh, can be used on this, this Cincinnati Bengals team, considering A.J. Green is going to be out for a few weeks now. That's kind of unclear at the moment. But, you know, I'll talk about you know one of their receivers here in a second. But Gio Bernard's going to fill in in the passing game, considering Tyler Boyd is the pretty much the solo option at the moment in terms of fantasy. But uh, yeah, I mean Joe Mixon's good, but he he can't be out there every single play of the game. And the Bengals, I think, are going to be playing catch up quite a bit here, uh, as their defense has not been too great. So. Yeah, I think I think you can stash him. I think you can stash him and play him. He's always been a good fantasy asset. He was um, he opened the season pretty strong, even behind Joe Mixon. So I think that he's worth he's worth having on your bench. I'd probably pay a buck or two uh, if I want to try and jump ahead of someone trying to sneak him out of their their roster. Then you can grab him, but um, just someone to keep an eye on, basically. 
Moving over to the wide receiver position, let's just stick to the Bengals and talk about John Ross, who he had a touchdown this last week and six targets. He only did catch two of them, though, uh, for 39 total yards and that touchdown. A lot of people kind of were hoping he'd get a little bit more uses. The the six targets is uh, it's reassuring, but I don't know if I would start him at all until AJ Green is back. I don't think there's any reason to. Uh, even Tyler Boyd has been kind of frustrating. He's he's going to get the most targets, but he's also getting the most coverage. So that would that would lead you to believe that John Ross or like Gio Bernard. Uh, have an opportunity to get some passing work in to kind of sneak around the defense. But I think I'm going to leave John Ross probably on the waivers. Um, I'd probably maybe bid a dollar if if I have an extra spot. But they have a tough passing schedule coming up. They're um, the sixth hardest matchups going forward in terms of pass defense, according to Sharp Football Stats. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I feel too great about John Ross, but... Let's move over to Maurice Harris. He's 37% owned now. He is, of course, that wide receiver for the Redskins, who saw a plethora of targets a week ago, but just had five targets this week. He caught five of them for 52 yards and a touchdown, so it ended up being a decent fantasy day, but um, Josh Doxson also got a touchdown in this game, and overall, the offense was fairly anemic, even though the Washington Redskins won. Uh, yeah, that's, this is going to be how the Redskins are going forward. Just super conservative offense. It's Alex Smith led. It's not exciting. There's no upside, uh, for any of these receiving pieces. So Maurice Harris, you you might be a spot start in terms of, uh, like a PPR league if you need a flex fill in, but I'm not super excited about him going forward because of that lack of upside, but uh, I think his floor is decent, so in PPR, he's he's serviceable, worth a buck maybe or two, but not, nothing more than that if he's out there. So, yeah, I get him going forward. But let's move over to Traquan Smith. Uh, honestly, let's talk about him and Brandon Marshall because they just signed Brandon Marshall after, te- after Dez tore his Achilles tendon in practice, pretty much like the first day he was with the team. So, uh, yeah, I... Traquan and Brandon Marshall, I don't want either of them. I was I was interested in Traquan Smith when it was just him as a second secondary target. But this last week, in a game where the Saints scored 51 points, Traquan Smith saw zero targets. Zero. How is that possible? Well, I'll tell you how. It's because it's all Michael Thomas, Alva Kamara, and Mark Ingram. And, and that's it. And occasionally Ben Watson. I mean, that's really what the offense is, and it's it's not that difficult to figure out. So... Yeah, I think I'm out on Traquan Smith and Brandon Marshall that both are just a thorn in each other's side. So uh, I am not interested. I don't want to roster them. I've already dropped Traquan Smith in a couple of places. So I'm out. But on to someone that's more interesting, Josh Reynolds. Uh, He's a receiver for the LA Rams. And now I don't have bets here to break it down, but I think it's already pretty clear that Cooper Cup uh, tore his ACL. He's going to be out for the year. Hopefully he can get ready in time for next year, but that, that'd be wishful thinking at this point. But, uh, Josh Reynolds is going to be the guy who's, you know, projected to fill in for Cooper cup. And, you know, last time Cooper was out, uh, Josh Reynolds saw five targets. He had three receptions for 42 yards and two touchdowns. So 
I'd say that's pretty good. And I'm pretty excited about this guy going forward. I think he has opportunity in the team that plays the uh, 11 personnel, three wide receivers on the field more than anyone else in the league, and they're not afraid to do it. I think it's like 90% of their snaps they play in 11 personnel. So that means Josh Reynolds is going to be on the field, and he'll probably be third, uh, the third choice to Cooks and Woods, but he still represents uh, some good potential in a offense that is just absolutely rolling right now. So I, I'm I'm all in on Josh Reynolds. I'll pay probably five, six, seven percent, whatever is remaining. And uh, actually, that no, I'd probably pay five, six, seven dollars on a on a hundred dollar budget. So that's that's where I'm at. I, I'm excited about this kid. I think he's got a good amount of potential. The coaching staff loves him. So. He's worth grabbing and probably playing for the rest of the year. So get him on your team. He is worth a pickup. Looking at another guy who I think is worth a pickup, Anthony Miller over on the Chicago Bears wide receiver, of course. He's 13% owned in Yahoo Leagues right now. He had a huge day. He had five receptions for 122 yards and a touchdown on six targets. And... You know, this is a day where Mitch Trubisky just had a, a field day in terms of the box score. He was uh, pretty big, and uh, Allen Robinson saw two touchdowns. It was a big day for him. So, but you you want a piece of this pass attack. I don't think Taylor Gabriel represents anything consistent for this team. I think he's good for big playability. He's just a little small, and Anthony Miller is a slot receiver that has potential to really solidify his role on this team. Uh, not even for this year, but just for the future years. And uh, the Bears have the seventh easiest passing defense going forward, according to Sharp Football Stats. So I'm excited about this kid. I think that you can uh, scoop him up. I'd probably pay 2 $3 for him, get him on my team, worth a, worth a start if you do have a top receiver go down or something, or maybe you got A.J. Green out and you need some floor. Uh, you know, that slot play typically offers a good PPR floor, so... Uh, I'd look to Anthony Miller and I'd get him on my team. Let's move over to the tight end position. I think there's a couple of intriguing options this week in particular. The first one being Ricky Seals-Jones. He's playing against the Raiders and uh, Josh Rosen is stepping into his own. I know we've talked about Ricky Seals-Jones a few times on this podcast because he's kind of, you know, that pick him up and then drop him the next week type of guy. That's probably what he is again this week playing against those Raiders who... Uh, I think they're, let's see, I think they're sixth in fantasy points given up to the tight end position. Nope, sorry, eighth. But still, it's a good matchup, and uh, sometimes you need to start a guy like Ricky Seals-Jones. Maybe you got, like me, a George Kittle, and you just need a fill-in. So Ricky Seals is a good streaming option uh, playing against the Raiders, so. Next up is Vance McDonald. He's uh, he's a little bit higher owned. He's up at fifty two percent owned, but he you know he has his big weeks, and this is a big offense. So he had four targets that he caught all of for forty four yards and a touchdown. He's playing against the Jaguars this next week, who actually sound like a tough matchup, but really the tight end position is where they are allowing the most points. So if for some reason he is available on your waiver wire, I, I strongly recommend grabbing him. I think. He's even worth having on your bench as a secondary tight end option uh, going forward, and you can play him on big upside matchups. So I'd probably spend a dollar or two, three dollars maybe to get him on my team. Uh, he's he's a good play this week. And then the last tight end I want to talk about is Jeff Hoyerman. Oh, I think I got that right. I don't know. I don't remember. But 
Uh, he's coming off a bye week, so people are probably forgetting about him. In week nine, he had 11 targets, 10 receptions for 83 yards and a touchdown. So if that's going to be something that could continue with, uh, you know, Demarius Thomas is now gone from the Broncos. Uh, those targets have been spread around a little bit. People are expecting Cortland Sutton to get involved going forward. And, of course, Emmanuel Sanders is locked and loaded uh, low in wide receiver one right now, in my opinion. But uh, Jeff Hireman represents someone who could be a good streaming tight end. And uh, he'd probably be a little bit lower tiered compared to Ricky Seals-Jones and Vance McDonald. As far as the streamer goes for this week, he's playing against the Chargers, who were uh, middle of the pack, pretty decent against the tight end positions. So... He'd be kind of a desperation play and kind of hope he gets that high target upside again, uh, or floor rather. So, yeah, I, I don't know. He's a $0 min bid kind of guy to get on your team if you need a streamer, but that's really it for me. And then before I get out of here today, the Baltimore defense is coming off of a bye. Their next two opponents are Cincinnati and Oakland, so they are both at home. Those are some great matchups. Baltimore is uh, one of the top defenses in the league as far as fantasy points goes, depending on your settings. So, yeah, uh, if you can get them, bid, bid three, four, maybe dollars to get them on your team. That's uh, If you really need a win, I recommend bidding up to get Baltimore Ravens defense. They are really strong, really solid. Uh, they're not going to let you down. So, get them. Uh if you can, of course. I mean, it's not worth spending your budget if, in case of, you know, you need to get a different guy. But if you can afford to go pay up for him, I strongly recommend it. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, it was a little bit rough just talking by myself, but I did the best that I could. And hopefully next week we'll have me and Bets back or maybe me and okada doing it or okada and bets who knows we're just uh we kind of do whatever works for us so thank you for listening to the podcast of course this is the red shirts waiver wire show for week 10 going into week 11 it's crunch time folks so go get the guys that you need fill it fill out those rosters and win some fantasy trophies for the rest of this year i wish you all the best of luck and we'll see you again on wednesday thank you for listening and once again we are the red shirts